Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I got to say it one more time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That's what this is all about. This is a user driven situation. You listen to the show, you tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. They listen to the show, they get. A little bit of laughs, a little bit of ha's, a little bit of perspective. And then they tell their mama, their sister, their brother, the papa, the mom, there's anyone with ears. We'll take them. We'll take the earless community too. Bring them in. I got subtitles on my, you know, my, my Instagram, whatever. We, we will take you all. And really, a podcast is meant to let your brain sit on the shelf. Let Papa JT, the wizard of ha's, the board lord, the chairman of the board, let me take the wheel and drive you for about an hour. You, you rest, rest those weary eyes. And listen, a couple announcements. I'm on YouTube. YouTube, and we're getting closer. I'm going to make a big announcement. Hit the bell, Shelby. Ring that bell. Huge announcement. I am digging in. Jared, what? You're doing more? Yeah, I'm doing more free stuff. I'm digging into Bachelorette season. I think this is going to be a fun season. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. It's going to be awkward. So I'm going to do my live screams. And then after every episode of The Bachelorette, I will be jumping onto YouTube and doing a post-game show. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to be recapping the show. I'll be giving out awards. So go subscribe to my YouTube page because that is coming. Also, Patreon, I'm doing three extra bonus podcasts a week, $5 a month, $5 a month, gets you three podcasts a week, and it's the Luxury Lounge, it's one more email, it's Coffee with J-Train. I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. Now, again, last announcement, I'm doing shows, I'm out there, I'm, I'm, I'm back, baby, it's happening. We got lots of shows. I don't know when this comes out, but let me just read you the calendar as it stands right now. And all of these are subject to change just based on what's going on in the world. Um, so this, let's say Providence, Dallas, um, Raleigh, Kansas City, Tacoma. Okay? If any of those speak to you, I want to see you and some friends at the show. Every show that I'm doing is taking social distancing into account. We want to make you feel comfortable. But every club is different, and their rules are different. Papa JT, your boy, I'm going to be masked up. I'm going to be making sure I stay safe, but I want you guys to feel comfortable. And listen, I'm bringing the laughs. I'm writing every day. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get the funnies out of me so I can come to your town. So, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com for all tickets. Very excited about today's guest. New to the podcast, but I think... I'm very excited because it's going to be a great perspective that we need on this show. She is known as, she is the CEO of Agape Match. And she is the host of the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. But most importantly, she is a professional matchmaker. Matchmaker Maria, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. I, I, and to let the audience know, I was on your show. We had a great conversation. We talked about you know, dating and we answered questions from listeners. And it was just such a fantastic time. I had to have you on. Thank you. Did you notice that I kind of trolled you a little bit on the episode name? 
I loved it. I, I, you, it was because I'd really never, I don't know if I've ever told that story before. I, I, I wouldn't get out of the car. If you go listen, I talk about my parents wanting me to get Larry Bird's autograph. And that's what you named the show. That's You're the like, the episode name, that episode where Jared didn't get out of the car to meet Larry Bird or something like that, anyway. Yeah. So I, I loved it and I love telling that story. And it related to the topic at hand, I felt like. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. It is a pleasure to have you here. I want um I want you to explain what you do. Because I think for because <laughs> I think when you hear matchmaker, you're not sure what that means. It's kind of like, and I would assume What do you envision? Um, I don't know. I guess I know a little bit more than most people because I have actually met with a matchmaker in in my past. I've I've I met I, I so I had that kind of and I was asked by she was a matchmaker. She's like I I'm looking to add to my roster of men. Sure. And it was sure. in, and I was like I and I <laughs> but I want to speak about that as well yeah, because yeah. generally I would assume that a matchmaker is, and and we did a whole episode talking about Indian matchmaking on You Up, and we had yeah. one of the women from the show on, and I would think that the Indian version of it is different than what you're doing. Yes, yes, and, it, and also um, Indian matchmaking is different than American matchmaking, although um, 40% of our revenue does come from people that are of Indian descent. Really? Uh, yeah, we're really popular. We're also so, then like 30% Jewish and the rest is Christian or agnostic but, or whatever. Well, this is the thing. In Indian culture, in Jewish culture, there is matchmaking is kind of sure. part of it. Like, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, match, matchmaker, matchmaker. Yeah, I'm a, I'm matchmaker, fourth... matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Mm. Catch me a catch. This is all part of I'm like. A, I'm a fourth generation matchmaker. So, yeah, just like my so, Instagram so bio me, says. Tell yeah. me about it. Tell me how that happens. Mm. Give me the history here because I, I do genuinely want to hear about it. Okay. So um, the long story, I suppose, is, okay, well, it's actually pretty short. My grandmother, her mother, and her grandmother are all matchmakers. And, you know, prior to, let's say, 1950, it mm. was very popular to use a matchmaker. Dating uh, as a concept is new. Courtship is Courtship was more common, not yeah. dating. Dating kind of started, uh, I want to say, after 1980 in, the, in so, Europe. So the idea of like showing up at the doorstep and asking the father for permission to, you know, take your daughter out. That, is that, that even more, it? Like that was it. That was it for a lot of communities across Europe and, you know, even India, I suppose. But uh, what was what was very popular in certain areas was having, let's say, a community leader or, you know, in my grandmother's case and my grandmother's in plural. So S apostrophe um, mm. there in their case, it was, you know, they made the best coffee and they were really good at keeping secrets like they were really okay. good at sucking in all the gossip and then making sense of it. So then when it was time to, you know, oh, my daughter turned 19, who should we marry her off to? Um, they would go to my grandmother or my great-grandmother or my great-great-grandmother and be like, you know, who do you think? And then, you know, there's like a whole process. You know, she'd probably bring a, you know, she'd probably walk around town. Um, she, we're talking about like villages now, right? Um, sure. So it's like, a, it's, like a, it's a little bit more. Um, where are they located at the time? Like what, where are your grandmothers? So there's a lot of history here. So great grandmother was in the near the city of um, 
Izmir or Smyrna in Greek, um, which is now in modern day Turkey because the okay. borders changed. Um, it's off the coast of Turkey. And then my great grandmother, she was a refugee in 1922. The everything shifted. And she started doing it in Kozani, which is in northern Greece. And then my grandmother did it on the island of Alonisos, which was in the Aegean. <laughs> I mean, I love that this is passed down through the generations. And like, even just the what you said, like they're good secret keepers. That's a yeah. part of it. That I feel is- like I know, I know too much all of uh, really important important people so like what my grandparents did too is you know they got paid in goat <laughs> they yeah, got paid okay. in. they didn't get paid the way i get paid um and you know for them it was but they, okay but they did but uh, sorry to interrupt but they did get paid they did get paid yes yeah and and um i think when i look back at you know what i've learned from them through stories and just things that you kind of find like love letters and stuff like that you know mm. or letters like my grandmother wrote letters to um my great aunt and i've gotten my hands on those and here she's actually talking about like oh you know john wants to get, not john that's not our great name but yanni wants to get married to katerina and here's you know i made this sign with my elbow to tell her to get out of the room because that's not for her you know that sort of thing um so it's just very uh it's very cryptic and very it's like very courtship like you know hey this is a match and they get married in three months and in new york i'm like let me just set up a first date and if it goes well i'll set you up a second date and then if that goes well god i hope you get married in the next three years so it's it's very different um also my grandparents worked in a homogeneous society like everyone was greek everyone was greek Mm -hmm. warlocks christian everyone served you know in my grandmother's case everyone that she was talking to survived parts of world war ii um, sure. before that world war one like there's you know a, a whole refugee crisis that happened in the 1920s so you have like a lot of um trauma bonding among communities as well okay and in my case my job i mean i have a very diverse set of clients like yes the name of my company is named after the greek one of the greek words for love and agape is the ultimate one but um but, but that's you know, that, that's most of my clients are diverse. It's, I, it's cool. I think it's very cool that you're like you know you're representing. You're saying this is kind yeah. of you know the name of your company Agape is that's oh this comes from history. Like I have been yeah you know this it's is the a measure. It's how it's we measure success. You know um, Aristotle <laughs> yeah. said that Agape was the definition of Agape is um, one soul's recognition of another. Okay. And that's like so much of parts of the love philosophy that we use. I mean, this is how we measure success. If you get to agape, like, so, like I said, there's like one of the words of love, like another word, Greek love, a Greek word for love, which I'm sure you've heard is like um, eros or, you know, mm-hmm. like the word erotica, eroticism, right? That comes from eros and eros is lust, love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the problem in English is that we're so limited to like the scent, the word, the statement, I love you, because... Mm-hmm. It doesn't depict um, the different stages of love. And in Greece, in, Greek, in the Greek language, you have five words for, for love, but you have hundreds of love expressions. It's like how Eskimos have snow. Yeah. So when you fall in love with someone, that's erotovmenos, like that's you're falling in love, that's eros. And then the reason why most people tend to break up between month four, five, six, and seven Mm-hmm. Is because Eros now has to transition to agape, which is the unconditional intimacy love. And 
let's just face that's it. In, some relationships well, plateau. That's the end. They don't they don't convert into that. That's interesting because it is. Um, I think a lot of people. I mean, you know, to convert this into like today's talk, you have a lot of people that are like, "Hey, why does this guy not ready for a relationship, but not breaking up with me?" You know, like that in between, yeah. and it's like. You know when you when you talk about it in, the, in those they're, terms, they're on the arrows. Arrows is fun. It's all the sex time and the getting sure. to know people time. It, it, when you plateau, you plateau. It, it happens. No one can get away from it. Yeah, and it's like she, you know, and usually women are like, "I want to move on to this next word." Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I. Yeah. Uh, but but also like some people want to move on to the word and don't even understand what it means. Like they just want to move on. And because sometimes people stall from getting into the agape, they can transition to mania, which is another word for love in Greek. So mania, that's the obsessive love. Like Greek people have all these words for love, but one of those words is the negative kind of love, like that obsessive, you know, rolling by his house at three in the morning, you know, (laughs) are his lights on. That's not love. That's not eros. That's not agape. That is mania, mania. And uh, so it's interesting to kind of like, because I speak Greek at home. So Mm -hmm. the way I'm able, and my husband happens to be Greek as well. And like the way we express, you know, love to each other, it's a little bit more um, granular. I know that doesn't what do you sound mean by that romantic. I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm able to use different expressions yeah. to depict how I'm feeling when it comes to like this part of my emotional range. It's, and I feel like sometimes when it comes to love, it can be limiting in, in English. Well, I, I, I never thought about it until we literally yeah. just had this conversation. It's very interesting. I love the connection of like connecting because, you know, listen, humans weren't, idiots back then they were doing things for a reason you know like there was a reason to everything so it's great to like connect the old with the new and because like when people are like oh dating 2020 i'm like well it's not that different it's just the tools are different you just have different you know things at your disposal there's this this one letter i found i have to find it somewhere but um my grandmother is saying like she doesn't want to introduce these two people because that means that um, like he had a lot of uh, land and so did she and the land was adjacent. So if their land was all together, then it would have too much of the community. So wow. like, you know, she had to separate the land in some way and like make sure that they're not monopolizing all of the farmland between two families. And I'm just like, oh, my God, my grandmother could have ran Goldman Sachs. Like, yeah, she, she's <laughs> a, a government official at that point. Yeah, that's. Hilar- that's just, crazy. I think that's fun. I think that's great. Now, I didn't think I was going to become a matchmaker. I thought I would become a diplomat. I got a master's at NYU and global mm-hmm. affairs, and I worked at the U.S. Embassy in Athens. But, you know, I've always been a really good connector, mm-hmm. and um, I'm able to keep secrets. <laughs> and I'm just one of those people that people do, like, verbal diarrhea on. Yeah. Um, like when they meet me, like, I'll give you an example. I was with, uh, I happened to visit my husband at work. My husband had work it was working at, I think like Harvard for like seven years at the time, six years. Okay. And his boss, like had never talked about his family life to my husband ever. Mm-hmm. He meets me. And within five minutes, I haven't even told him what I do for a living within five minutes. He's like, so I got divorced on this year and now I'm dating this. I'm like, what is happening? My <laughs> husband's like, I had no idea, you know, like just people have this. So, um, so, you know, I just kind of learned like, oh, I can monetize this. And I was 23 when I started sure. my company. I'm 35 now. So it's so, just been an interesting ride. <laughs> I, it has to be interesting. Also, like you and I are the same age. So like, you mm-hmm. know, you and I are, 
Um, I would think that we're a product of, I've said this about myself and I would say probably the same about you, that we're a product of timing. You know, the, yeah. the kind of the entrance of social media into life while you're dating is you're dealing with these things. And it's like, you know, how honest are you with other people about the emotional things you're going through while Snapchat and DMs are coming up and Instagram and swiping you know, apps? I feel so lucky that we are at the age that we are because we're the same age as Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had the same evolution of like, okay, we've finished high school now. Oh, now Facebook. Okay. Now like I can get this at this right age. And now mm -hmm. like you kind of, we've been kind of following the natural evolution of technology because the people that are making this technology, this particular right technology our are in our age group. Sure. Um, so it's, it's just been, it's been interesting then as a result to like see from like the prism of dating, like yeah. how things shift. And, I mean, you know, since, sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Like Since the pandemic began, I've done one-on-one -on -one interviews with over 300 women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear their struggles. Yeah. I see what's going on even during this. Forget the fact, you know, I've met over 10,000 people in the last 12 years for one-on-one -on -one interviews. Uh, right. So just seeing, yeah, God. So I've seen the evolution. I hear what people complain about all the time and sure. every year is very different you know there is a there's definitely so, a wave of new things coming i remember when there's definitely new things coming i i i remember towards the end of being single just feeling and kind of on what you're talking about you know like this scene in like superman where he gets his super hearing and he's hearing all the voices right i kind of had that with like just the amount of emails that i'm getting probably similar, the same ones as you getting the same probably. complaints mm -hmm. and I'm getting them through email form. Maybe you're getting them from clients, but like, and you're like, you know, there was a point for me where I was like, I just felt bad going on dates that weren't like maybe unromantically uh, dishonest or honest. You know what I mean? Like, what do you I, mean? I, like, I would mean like I, it, it felt wrong to go on a date where I, I do think there's like a lot of illusion that you play into on a first date that right. the illusion of, oh, you're the only one I'm talking to. And you're the you're the we're going on this first date that will lead to a second date if we really like each other and we'll be right. a third date. And I and I know just knowing how, you know, having to like have honest conversations and ha right. being put in the position of hearing people's emails where they're like, I was on the third date and I thought it was so great. And I'm sitting there going. Well, it was fine. <laughs> you know, like I, 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 I remember just feeling a little bit like I was like almost I heard it too much to even go on a date that wasn't just so honestly myself. And I think that, that it, it just made it harder to be like a single person without feeling like an asshole. Right. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I hear what you're saying because when, like, when you hear when all I of it. Mm -hmm. When I started, so you used to date without all this. I mean, I know you've been doing the podcast for seven years. Yeah. When I moved to New York, um, I, my company, be, I became a matchmaker, <laughs> became a matchmaker. Like uh, this started, uh, you know, quite quickly without me even asking for it. It was just random so, strangers so you, were like, I heard how you, are you getting? How are you getting, you know, clients at that point? You first moved to the city. Are they like? people are like this is what she does and pe and, and is it no, women or men no, reaching I didn't out know, to you right i didn't know anyone in new york when i first moved to the city but um i had come from the u.s embassy i was there for you know almost a year and um 
when I moved here, I was working at this company at a, in corporate and uh, I was going to school part time at NYU and I started this Twitter had just come out, right? Like a, mm -hmm. like a year before. And I was actually on it when it's launched. And um, I started this hashtag called NYCIR and I even made a website, NYCIR, which was New York City International Relations. And okay. I just use it as way as like, so when I graduate, I can get a job in foreign service and like have this whole like network of people that work at the UN. And so I would host these parties, like, you know, wine parties at, you know, hotel lobbies. And it would be like, yeah. you know, within a week, like social four square had just became a thing. And I was using like these, you know, this, the social discovery that was starting in New York in 2008, 2009, I was using that to my advantage. Uh -huh. but then people would be like, within like a month, within two months, people would be like, oh, Maria, you know that person that works for the, let's say Panamese consulate? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, can you set me up with her? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and they're like, well, I'll pay you. And I'm like, okay, pay me, you know, that sort of thing. And then someone got married. They had an oopsie baby and they got married within three months. Okay. And then that person said on the, on the microphone, if you want to meet someone, go to Maria. She knows everyone. Wow. And I had just moved to the city. Like, I don't know, within eight months, like this was like very quick. And these three guys were like, all right, how much? And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, you know, so it was, it was just kind of, it was funny to see that At sort of thing. And then I, my mom being the Greek mom that she is, I'm sure she's very similar to most Greek and Indian moms. I think this is why, I mean, the most Jewish and Indian moms. And I think this is why a lot of Jewish and Indian people tend to hire me is because like Greek moms, Jewish moms, Indian moms, they're all from the same tree, just different mm -hmm. branches. And so my mom is like, you still need to finish your graduate degree. I don't care that you're making money. And I'm like, okay, let me just get into six figure debt <laughs> just in case. Yeah, but no, just, this ended up, you know, now I have employees and just all this other stuff. So, so when you find, so how do you find people before mm -hmm. we get to the, and we're going to get to the pie. Oh, we're going to get to the emails. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. And everyone should go follow Maria at matchmaker Maria on Instagram. Go, go, go right now. Um, I love when she puts out, um, you know, DMs that she's getting and, you know, she, oh, yeah. she's a big screenshotter, which is always fun to read. And she does a lot of great question and answer stuff. So at matchmaker Maria. And so where do you, who approaches you mostly men or women? Uh, I think any matchmaker is getting 90% female inquiries and 10% mm -hmm. male. Uh, my particular service, um, you know, I like to sleep well at night and I don't want to take anyone's money if I can't actually genuinely help them with sure. a 90% success rate. That's that's what we calculated on. So if so I can't take you... How do you calculate that? So there's a lot of ways to calculate it. Um, but for men, I tend to calculate, like, okay, how many women do we have, if it's heterosexual, right? If how many women do we have that um, fit some of the quantitative criteria? And then from there, I can start making assumptions of like qualitatively who will be a match. Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing this for so long. It's like asking a mechanic, how do you know you need a new muffler? It's like, sure. I can tell you uh, quickly within, you know, usually within a first three weeks, I mean, at this point, any person's age or what they're looking for, I can tell you how many people I can find that fit that criteria that also want my client. Um, and then I start doing interviews. Now for women, matchmaking for in our company is not successful. We tend to take women for coaching and specifically like our group coaching program or one-on-one -on -one coaching. That has a 90% success rate. How do I measure success for both genders? Yeah. Can I get you in a relationship in the next three to six months? So if a so, female did our coaching program, 90% chance she'll be in a relationship in the next three months. 
Okay, wow. I mean, I stand by some, that. You stand by. It. So yeah. I and and when you're I've coaching 40 someone, women in relationships this year and during this a pandemic. Year. So during I mean, a there's, pandemic. there's somebody listening right now that's like, maybe this is the answer for me. What would you? Is there anyone you turn away? Do you say yeah, to someone? We turn away people every day. So what do you? What 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 do you? What's a reason to turn someone away? What would be a thing that you'd say? Hey, you need to work on other things before you come to me. Is that what it is? Um. So for men, I. For men, I turn away men who are. You can sometimes tell if someone's really narcissistic, like they have a narcissistic nature. Um, well, I would. I to me, I understand why you turn away men completely because it's like, are you here to use us as a way to have sex? Oh no, I've never had that happen. No one's You've never ever, had a guy like that's I would never think, happened. Okay, I'm just saying, ever. like I would, I would yeah. think like I would be weary of like, hey, this guy's just like. Jared, I'm way. way too expensive as a service to like <laughs> to, to, do just, that. Like, you're you're easier with a five dollar beer. That's not even a reality that I live in. Like, okay. I've never, I've never had a man. Like, the the best thing about matchmaking is that there's a stigma. It's not like online dating. Like, anyone can join. You know, a t- Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, sure. whatever. Matchmaking, it's so stigmatized that the only men coming to me ever they want are men who want to get married in the next two years. I so okay. So these are like men that are like, I'm doubt. You know. Is there because I just know from the demographics of who listens to this podcast, it's hard Ask me to why get. Why I don't take women as matchmaking clients? Why don't you take women as matchmaking clients? <laughs> because I don't know what happens between this amazing conversation I'll have with most women and after they pay me. <laughs> okay, but where a woman will say like, "I want someone just like your husband," or "I want someone just like Jared," or like they'll start. Sometimes women will like name check people and they'll say, "You know, I love, I love guys who just like want to be supportive and be equal to me and like talk to mm-hmm. me and you know, blah blah blah." Then once they pay them, they're like, "Well, he has to be at least six feet tall, and he has to have a full head of hair, and sure. he has to make this much amount of money." Like they'll actually give me numbers. The- and I'm just like, <laughs> none of this matters. Like, I mean, some things matter. Usually the things that they start limiting, they start um, making the goalposts narrower. Yeah. Those things tend to hurt them. And as a result, we had to stop taking women because it just got to a point where it was just like, I can't, I can't, even if all of them and I have are millionaires, that's not, the millionaire guy's not looking for you in the same criteria. So, sure. I. So are you saying, I mean, is it is it the men are just more open? And is it, is there like a, are the men that, because now I'm thinking, because at first I was like, if these men are coming to fuck, like that would be, you know, mm-hmm. detrimental. But now I'm thinking, I'm like, these probably are the sweetest, most genuine men that could ever be I love looking for someone. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I'm saying like the, the type of guy you're getting is someone that's like, uh, the most honest it could be. Right. There are no games. There's zero games because they're like, I just want to get married and have kids. That's it. Yeah. Most of my clients are 30 to 45. Um, and uh, I, I love my clients. I think they're awesome. I The guys that I don't want to take on, I just sell them to my competitors as okay. leads. And uh, that's fun. Um, the you know what here's what difference with men and women when it comes to matchmaking now again like our coaching program is really effective for women mm-hmm. for you know for different reasons and it's why i always tell them just do coaching you know it's just so yeah. much better and it's not like oh i don't need help i'm like well you're single and you don't want to be let me help you in my way 
Sure. It's not therapy. I'm not asking you questions and helping you figure it out. I'm just showing you my roadmap to get you into a relationship in the next 90 days. For the same um, reason someone would be like, I'm not an apps person. You're like, well, try it for three months. Exactly. So yeah. here's what, here's the thing with men. With men, I don't, it doesn't, I have 25,000 women in my database. Wow. So a man could be picky as hell. I probably have it. And then it's my job to just cheerlead for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully get them into relationship. And most of our guys get into relationships with their like their fourth or fifth match, usually in like three months. Um, so like you know we we but that's because we also calibrate. So every time you go on a date, we set up the dates. Yeah. Every time you go on a first date, the next day we collect feedback from both parties, mm-hmm. and if it went well, we also set up your second date, even during COVID. Um, so it's it- you know it's been interesting to see the difference in genders and how they like approach dating. Do you have? Um- there's got to be a lot of disappointment. No? Which way? Like, well, if I want, I guess if if they have access to you, then they have access to the 25,000 people. But mm-hmm. so there's got to be hope. And I would just like if a first date doesn't go like or if what if one says it went great and the other goes. Eh, that happens. Like, yeah. But like, does that how do you report that to the, your client? Um. Is it hard or I, I don't know? It's not. It's not. I don't think it's hard. I just pick up the phone because I get written feedback and I'll say mm-hmm. stuff like, you know, she had a really great time. I mean, all of our people say they had a great time. They just, you know, they just didn't feel long term chemistry or, you know. That's a great I mean, idea look, for, I mean, that, that'd be a great idea for a dating app if you're like, because so many of these first dates, it's like, I had a great time and now they're being weird. Like if there was a place that you could anonymously this write website. to someone. Yeah, there was this website called What Went Wrong. Um, back I in think I remember this. 2013, yeah. yeah, and that did that, and you know, unfortunately, it doesn't work exist anymore. It, you know, it, I think this is why some people pay me. Some people don't even notice that they do certain things on dates. Sure. Uh, look, um, I have learned a few things doing this for twelve years. Like, I have to judge women as if I was a man on a first date when I meet them. Mm-hmm. And I've learned if a man is not attracted to a woman, and what I mean by that is if a man if a man within 30 seconds of meeting a woman doesn't think to himself, I could fuck her. And I don't mean she'll let me. I mean, I could physically have sex with this woman because I'm attracted to her. Sure. It does not matter how great the second, the first date goes. It does not matter <laughs> if she's perfect in every other way. If that yeah. first thought does not come out within the first 30 seconds, there is no second date. Now, yeah. if that is a yes and the date is shit, that's a hookup. So wait, repeat that. So if a guy says, oh, yeah, yeah, I could fuck her. And then the date just, you know, she just, there's a lot of misalignment in values or, you know, plans or whatever, then maybe that'll be like a hookup, not in through a matchmaker on like, I'm talking about like everyday life. Sure. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, Whereas I, I, with I, it, women, yeah. it's not like that with women, with most women, like 98% of women. If she meets a guy and he's on a scale of one to 10 of five. If okay. he makes her laugh, if he asks her questions, if he compliments her on her hair or her lips or her mask at this point, that's it. That's a 13. Yeah, it's it's skyrocket. You've done a great job. This is the yeah. connection is there. And so when you know this, it's very e- I'm not saying it's easy to do my job. I've been doing this for so long sure. that I can almost predict at this point what the feedback is going to look like. And also... You know, some men, and my clients are never going to admit this, but I know them better than they think they do. 
Yeah. Some men don't want the first match to be the best match. I have to hold on to the best match until like three or four matches in. It's like buying the first house you see. You know, like you don't want to. Right. It's called yeah. the in economic in economic theory. It's called the secretary problem. And so this yeah. is something that we keep in mind. It's like, like oh my god, I have to hold on to this. This is the person you're going to marry, <laughs> but I got to hold on to her for six weeks because you're just not going to trust me within the first month. You know? And I mean, that goes into the idea of like a guy chasing a woman when women are like, oh, he won't like you unless he chases you. And it's like, well, it's a little bit that, but it's, it's not, not that really that. You know, like it's a, it's more kind of just like this idea that like, well, we, I, I'm the first person I dated after my long-term relationship. Like, like people are weary of that, you know, where they're it's like, it's so funny you mentioned that. Cause I've always like, how do you feel about that? Do you think a man needs to chase a woman? Um, a healthy male, a secure male. <laughs> Let's, let I, I, I don't, this. I don't think they do, but I do think, um, I do think a guy needs, uh, I think a woman needs to be almost like brutally honest about what makes them happy and unhappy. And because guys will test the water, they'll push it a little bit. They'll, oh, you know, I, I just, I think if you like, if you give a guy an inch, he'll take a mile. So like, oh yeah, the, oh, the yeah. idea, the idea of like, well, he'll like me more if I just do the things he likes. I don't think that helps. I think Ugh. the, the, he'll like you more if you like the things you like a lot, you know? <laughs> We are sponsored people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by FabFitFun. I love FabFitFun. I love it. I love that they have seasonal items. I love that you can find new stuff that maybe you wouldn't have gotten for yourself otherwise. Because it comes in a curated box, because you're getting to look through the website, because they're getting uh, better prices for you than maybe the store that you're near on the, around the block. FabFitFun gives you the opportunity to be good to yourself, and all of us need to be good to ourselves right now. FabFitFun has a new thing right now. They have the Members Picks box, and it's on sale now. Whether it's the Michael Kors Passport Wallet or a Tarte Hydrating Moisturizer, the Members Picks box is curated from the top-rated products from all their past seasons. It's the greatest hits of FabFitFun all in one box. If you haven't gotten into FabFitFun yet, this would be the time to try it. This, I got, I'm looking at So they sent me the Members Picks products and and you get to make choices you can dance around the menu this is like being at a great restaurant where you can go from you know the the, the snacks portion to the small plates to the regulars to the sides and i'm looking at these Ooh, i'm looking at these slippers Ooh, these slippers look so fuzzy that i could touch them on the screen like i want to touch them and rub them on the screen they're PJ Salvage faux trim cable slippers. They look like I need them right now. I'm looking at this uh, New York Trigger backpack. I, I, the, uh, I This looks fall. This looks fashionable. I'm looking at the gravity-weighted sleep mask. I, I want it now. I want I, all this gravity stuff. People, you know, the, I like to know that science is being involved in some of my decisions. And it's just got so much here. I'm going down the page. But the beauty of it is that it's been vetted. It has been vetted. They took a look at it. They're like, okay, these are the all-stars. This is what we're looking for. FabFitFun is great because you get an incredible selection of amazing products all in one place. Discover new favorites without leaving your home. It's time to customize your box for the fall season. 
Sign up today to receive your first box and join a community of over 1 million women who already are obsessed. Use coupon code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's coupon code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. That's code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. You know what the most common thing I hear from men when I ask them, like, what are you looking for and for women? It's comical at this point because it always comes out of their mouth. Mm. Um, it's the second thing. It's always the second thing. It's she should be passionate about something. Yeah. And you, her job, a hobby, whatever. And what they're basically saying is she should have a bit of an independent life of her own. I, I don't think that's, want her to do it's so everything important. I like to do. I'm I'm I, I'm with that 100 percent. I think like I, I think also like that's generational where, you know, a lot of women are told by their moms, like, you know, they're given this, like, position of their generation. Whereas a guy, our generation is like, we've seen people go through divorce. We've seen people, like, get kicked to the curb. No one wants to feel like they're responsible for someone else's, like, true... You you want a happy person to be with. Right. Because they have their own things that they're happy with. Like, you know, the idea of being intimidated because she has a great job and so many friends. is like... Oh, the horrors of having right. a night where I don't have to hang out with you. You know, right. like yeah. I, I think that it, it's a, it's um, I, I do yeah. think it's a newer thing too, though. Right? Yeah. I so I remember I met with a matchmaker and I thought it was so interesting that like find it did feel like finding guys was a part of it because I I just know with this podcast like sometimes we have men that listen but sometimes it's like. The men are just so simple that they don't even dig into these these topics enough to care. Like they're like, well, I'll find someone when I find someone. Right. I I, I kind of got that feeling from her. Do you? Is it hard to find men, or is it? So there are some services that take on female clients, and it becomes an uphill battle because you know you have it's economies of scale. You have to start recruiting for men, yeah. and they're dying for men. We don't do. We don't we don't take, we took women for eight years. So I know what that mm. feels like. And it's really tough. And, you know, how, you know, I think you asked before, like, how do I find people? Like people find us because we're, you know, I, I've worked really hard to have a good Google sure. ranking. I have a podcast. I have a popular Instagram account. Like, I mean, yeah, you're here really right, hard. You're here right now. This is part <laughs> this of finding is, people. Yeah, this, this is, is part of it, right? Sure. Go to copymatch.com, everyone. <laughs> go, go. The, so, the links will be everywhere. I'll post it on my social yeah. media. I want people to so, go to you because I, I just think like, I love the perspective and I, and I just, I, I didn't think about the guys that would come to you. I, I there's, and, and it's nice to hear, like, I'm sure there's someone out there like, Holy fucking shit! Three months, I'll have a boyfriend. So, like, you're you're a comedian and, and and you're a podcaster, and I think you're going to appreciate the marketing advice I'm about to like give because I think this is what works. This is what I think sets a gopi match apart from other services. Mm -hmm. So, I fundamentally believe that as a professional matchmaking service where we're dealing with one-on-one -on -one people, I never want someone to feel like they're doing me a favor. Oh, by I going out with someone. I appreciate that. And, right. And so as a result, right. And so as a result, the operations of a copy match is a hundred percent dependent on inbound marketing. Therefore podcast, EIG, uh, mm -hmm. you know, email, you know, email marketing to our members asking if, you know, like, Hey, are you, are you, are you currently available? You know, the little game theory there with our current members. Like, sure. so we're always looking for places for people to talk about us through friends, because let's face it. Anytime a woman meets another woman, they always talk about the two D's dieting and dating. 
Yeah, you're if they right. went on a good date through us, they're going to talk about us and five of their friends are going to sign up. So I'm not doing anything. I want our work to show the in getting get those inbound leads. Well, now what happens with other services and, and God bless them. Like I, I, I have fully respect for nearly all of my colleagues in the matchmaking industry, but there's a lot of outbound marketing. They'll, they'll contact, you know, they'll say, like you said, Hey, I need more men in my roster because I don't have enough matches. Hey, God. you know, can, can I do this kind of, and it's, it's really tough. Now I'm not saying I don't recruit for some of my clients. Of course, I'll reach out to a colleague or a friend like, Hey, if you know anyone that fits this criteria, please let me know. I'm currently, sure. I'm currently vetting people, but I'm, but I'm not going to start saying, Hey, can, cause this is what I notice happens when I see negative reviews to other services. They'll say like, it felt like they were doing the matchmaker a favor. And you know, what happens with outbound marketing is let's say a matchmaker meets Jared Freed at a comedy club when he was single and says, Hey, can I keep you in mind? Jared, you go on a date and that date doesn't go well. What are the chances you're going to go on another date through that matchmaker again? And and I'll say uh, not at all. And I would say this. I also felt as though I was being kind of like, auctioned off like it didn't right. really it didn't really feel like I was being taken heard, si- heard or thought of like I, it was just like you know this happens with Jews a lot oh I'll find another Jew like you want right. to feel like th- that your thing and and again like especially our generation millennials want to be we're all special snowflakes you want to be heard you want to be the interesting whatever right. you are and it's like it didn't f- it felt um it felt it manufactured a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is where like inbound comes in. So like if you had on your own heard about me and like found our website and I said, Hey, I actually might have a match for you. Let me go out with you. You've already, because you're an inbound lead, because you chose on your own to sign up for our sure. database, you're believing in the magic. Cause that's what I'm selling. I'm selling hope and magic. I have no yeah. tangible product. And, and because you've subscribed to that magic, mag- magic, what I'm going to say to you is, look, I'll set you up on the state. If it goes well, fantastic. Invite me to the wedding. If yeah. it doesn't go well, like if it doesn't go well, if you don't feel long-term chemistry, you're going to let me know why. And mm-hmm. then next time I have a match for you, I will set you up with that person that fits this exact criteria because now I've learned more about you. Like I'm, totally. I'm helping you. It's really hard to describe what I just said now to someone if I'm meeting them you know, on a subway platform or yeah. at an event where you weren't there to meet a matchmaker. You know, I think intent matters too. Oh, I, I mean, listen, I'll give it to from a different perspective. A comedy show. I We were talking before. I did a comedy show at a baseball stadium last night. People were like, how was the show? They all bought tickets for a comedy show. So it's going to be ready to laugh. You, you know, they're there to laugh. They're there to have fun. They know what they have bought into. You know how many shows I've done at a bar where they turn off the basketball game and they go, okay, everybody, comedy time. And it's like, uh, here we go. You know, like, who's this? And it's awful. So expectation, yeah, meeting reality. It's the total same thing. Look, I want to get to the emails. I could yeah. talk for days about this. I, I love what you're doing. I think it's so Thank interesting. You. I think anyone out there that, you know, listen, go check out Matchmaker Maria's website. Read up on it. I know I the listenership here is these are these are um, these are these waters are plentiful with many a fish. So I know and also, that you know my Instagram. I mean I do ask a matchmaker every Wednesday, like as mm-hmm. IG stories, and I've helped. I think I've received a thousand 
more than a thousand like because of your ig stories sure. this and this and this and i'm like okay great so well, well you're giving also also well <laughs> i think content. also it goes back to the you're hearing the other side you're hearing from men yeah. you're hearing you know the, the idea of like will uh, if a guy goes on a first date with you and he, he'll fuck you he'll fuck you like it's right. not you know the, the penis is a brutal dictator you know, like, it, it and it, it will, it, it, and it doesn't really, isn't really there for the date first. So I, I, that perspective people need to hear, you know, and they right. want, and you're hearing it from the other side. So it's gotta be just, and you'd also be surprised like what, um, men do not all like the same thing physically. Like if there's a woman right now listening, who's like, okay, I'll lose 15 pounds and then I'll start dating. No, that's, that's, Stop it. Men do I not mean, think like this at all <laughs> go i i've said this on the podcast many a time go look at the go to any porn site oh my god go i to, see this too i see that bbw look, yeah well <laughs> bbw that's not even beside the point feet one of the categories with a hyperlink is feet so you are someone's foot whatever that is there's a guy masturbating to feet because that's that should be what your email signature. That, yeah, you are someone's foot.com. I'm just saying for like BBW, someone's like matchmaking.com. Yeah, like I'll I, log I, it I'm, I'm not, well, I'm not trying to insult anyone, but they literally had to create a quicker link to get to the foot faster. <laughs> so, whatever you are, there's a butt for every seat. Let's do some emails. We're already into yeah, this yeah. so far. I, I, yeah. I want to make sure we answer a few, um, but yeah, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah. Everyone Let's go. Do for, it. I, I do think, though. I'm speaking for the audience. I hope I know them well enough to say this has got to be an interesting conversation for anyone listening at matchmaker Maria on Instagram. Go, go, go drawn out rejection. Why do guys string you along? Jared, longtime listener and YouTube subscriber, Feather Feather. I'll get right to it. I was dating a guy for about a month and a half and things were going great. He planned a date for a Friday, which he initiated, but Friday morning he texted me that his family dog died and he was really upset and needed to cancel. I sent a quick check-in text that weekend knowing he might not respond, but trying to feel things out and make sure he was okay. He went radio silent for a week and a half and finally sent me a rejection text saying he wasn't interested in things progressing. Why would he ask for a date? Cancel. Ghost me for 10 days and then finally reject me i f i really thought we had potential and seemed on the same page but if he wasn't interested i don't get why he would just tell wouldn't just tell me in the first place i feel strung along and can't stop thinking about whether i could have done anything differently any insight to help me get closure here so what do you think i just want to confirm really quick so she sure. his dog was sick this is and the dog ate my homework of, of I can't do the date. No, no, no. He, <laughs> I, was the dog sick and he had to travel? He said they've been dating for uh, about a month and a half. Things going great. Planned a date for a Friday. And then Friday morning he texted that his family dog died and he was really upset and needed to cancel. Okay. And then he, and then he went radio silent. And then it <sighs> became a week and a half later, hey, I'm not into this. We should end right. it. She wants to know why would he I, do such a thing? Well... You were only dating a day, a month and a half. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like if at six weeks, it hasn't been. If you're not the person he's calling over his house after six weeks of dating on a sad day. Yeah. You're not the one. So why you should be happy. He um, is no longer dating you. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I, 
She says like she's mad about being strung along. I I I, I don't know All when dating the, is strung along. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also like you know the the dog dying, you know, I'm sure he wasn't yeah, I can't tell someone how upset they should be over a dog dying, but I the I I, I agree with what you're saying where it's like he would have had you over if in his time of need. Right. In his greatest time of need, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to get away from me." So I, I, and also if I, if my dog died and I was like, come over and comfort me, that to me is making this more serious than it was. Right. So I think he just made a decision, like was like, I don't want to call her over on a day that I want to be comforted. What does that say about this? Yeah. And I think big life moments are moments where you go, do I want to be, and, and dog passing away is a big life moment. It is. You get reflective. You go, oh shit. Okay. In this moment, I mean, this is kind of on the same page as like, why who is have, your call in this moment? Who is your call? And and you and exactly, and that call and was he didn't even call you. He texted you, and he was like, "Just get away." And I, I, not to insult her, but I'm saying this is happening with people for when the when the pandemic came along and the quarantine happened. All these people are like, all of a sudden, they want to break up before the quarantine or during the or the first week or when things had to change, and it's like. If he told you my dog passed away and he was like, I'm feeling really sad, you would say, let me come over. Let me let me help you out. Let me. And, and, and he would have to say yes or no. He has put mm-hmm. it in a decision making moment. And I think like the idea of you being strung along, I don't think you were strung along as much as he's, you know, like I, I don't think a lot of times men are given the credit of like any emotion whatsoever. Like the idea that he was like, Man, I didn't really want her to come over. We've been seeing each other a month. What does that say about what this is going to be? You know, I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt in that situation, right? I'm concentrating more on the the strung along bit because all dating is strung along. And if yeah. if this is hurting you, like, why did he date me? Well, because the only way for someone to ever find out if there's long-term potential is to start dating you in the short term. There's just no way around dating. And yeah. if you're going to accuse people of stringing you along, yeah. like stringing you along is someone you've been dating for six months who has yet to commit that string along, but six weeks. I mean, that I feel that's dating. That's well, I'm, I'm with you. You have to be careful with the words you choose. Like, because what ends up happening and I'm not I don't want to put anything on the emailer but what ends up happening in this situation is well the next guy won't string me along and now your definition of stringing along doesn't really match very limiting it's very limiting and it's like as a guy like who do I want to date do I want to date someone that's like well if you start what you haven't texted me since Tuesday and we went out on Sunday what the fuck I don't want to be strung along it's like it's not one of those things that you get too caught up with, I think, and kind of hurts you for the next person. There's no way she hasn't said this story to like 10 women already. <laughs> and she's using the strung along bit. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. this person sent me this DM, like a screenshot a okay. week ago. Really? And I told her, like, I think she, this is, I, I swear to you, like, this is a very similar question I got last week in my DM. And that's why I was like, that dog, what are the chances? Yeah. And, um, and then I had said to her, if he's thinking about traveling to California without you right now, he's not into you. Like, this is not sure. like this is I'm not saying you guys well, need to go on a trip. I'm saying he's using his dog's death or dog sickness as an excuse to not see you. 
I don't know, you could Zoom, you could FaceTime. There's like a million things you could do right now. And also he could say, hey, this week has been really tough for me. I've spent it with family. I've spent it with like our family's kind of like bonding together over the dog's death. We're all doing seances over its grave, whatever. And then he could have said, Friday, I'll be ready to go out. And like at that point, exactly. okay, cool. You go on the date, you feel it out. It's a month and a half. What's the difference? It, but he did give you the the nicety of like, hey, I've gone back to the to the lab. I did some experiments. This is gonna a, be serious for me. And I I'm have sorry. a secret. I have Go a secret that this will maybe blow women's minds, but if a man cancels on you and he does not reschedule right then, that's it. He's not into you. That's it. Well, yeah. It, and he's not into you for that level of dating. Exactly. That, that, and it's him. I, I think he's not into you in a shoulder agape. to cry on. In an agape. Yeah. In a shoulder to cry on when I'm feeling hurt type of way. And then you can reverse it. You can go, do I want to date someone who doesn't want me to cry on their shoulder or doesn't want to cry on my shoulder mm-hmm. that I feel I'm getting serious with? Probably not. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. If you're still throwing money at a high-interest credit card rate every month, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. Find out your, how low your Upstart rate can be today. This is huge, people. This is what they call found money. This is the $20 inside the jacket pocket, but then it keeps on finding its way into your jacket pocket because if you're paying a high interest credit card rate if you're paying multiple credit card rates let's combine them all into one th- into one rate and see if the upstart late rate is lower than the one you're paying that's what you're doing let's play a little game here let's see if we let's play some save some money that's what we're all looking for so right now this is a free way to see if there's money to be saved Upstart is different. It goes beyond the traditional credit score. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Skip the bank. It's completely online. Loans from 1000 to 50000 They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or to meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. Hurry to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit rate. Only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the part the lawyers make me say. Your loan will be determined by based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all, not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com here with Matchmaker Maria. At Matchmaker Maria. Go, go, go follow right now. Ask a matchmaker every Wednesday. Ooh, destined to be alone. Are you ready? I mean, this one is so long. Let's hear Do it. Do we read it? Let's yeah, do it. read it. And she sent pictures. Okay. Really? Tell me more about the pictures first. She's beautiful. She's in a dress. And she sent of men. Let's see what this says. Okay. Okay. 
I have been on the apps for a while now and looking to meet my match. I had one serious two-year relationship and have been going on dates since I was 18. For reference, I'm 23. So first of all, okay, I can Relax. feel Maria's eye roll through the Zoom. <laughs> you have not. You are not destined to be alone because you're single. You're too at young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. I have also been meeting people in person, work through friends, etc. But so far, I haven't had any luck. La- also, referring to it as luck, wh- what do you think of that? Maria. I'm still stuck on the 23 thing because at 23 <laughs> right now you should be having like sex orgies and dating divorced 45 year olds and just really just make that bucket list of sex escapades and dating feats <laughs> just to do it. Get it out of your system so that at 27, 28 when you sure. want to start dating seriously you have no longer no more regrets. Well also no more <laughs> I, I also to like change the perspective on that like also, some knowledge about what you want. Like, yeah, I, I, at twenty three, the idea of the type of person I wanted to spend my whole day with was totally different than at twenty eight and thirty and thirty five. No was question, and true or false, the woman that you wanted to date at twenty three was the woman that the media sold you on. Sure, yeah, I think there's a bit of that, or, or like being comfortable enough in my own skin to be like confident to like approach the type of woman I was like looking into so like I think the media has something to do with that like where you're like maybe more comfortable with a certain type than another type I think that works into it I've noticed like 23 year old men um they are looking for a different person to date that is not the same person they're masturbating to oh yeah I think there's a definitely I mean listen those feet guy would agree right (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're looking at a scrunched up toe and they're like, yeah, this is my I I would never tell anyone about this. They'd probably say that. Like, I just think about um, how sometimes people are so focused on like the this model that was promised to all men when they're in high school. Like, you could be as ugly as possible. She's going to love you. You know, everyone wins. Everyone wins a woman at the end. Indiana Jones wins a woman at the end. Well, it's uh, yeah. And, And it's also like, look at the King of Queens. Like, look at every sitcom. Like right. the idea that you could be some schlub and they'll right. see the, the glitter in your eye. But let, let right. me go. But that's a very 23 year old idea. Yeah, anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Right. I want to hear about this woman who's not destined to be alone, but continue. Not we. Okay. So from work, we um, last summer to June 2019 into October 2019, a guy from work, we are waiters part time, showed an interest in me and we dated until early October. The problem with this was that he was graduating uh, graduating senior, and I was in my first year of graduate school, so he was going to move away to Chicago, so I ended things in October. Fast forward to November 2019, I started going on dates again. I met this nice guy who seemed cool, but he ended up having a bad profession. He was a drug dealer, don't judge. He was really nice, and we became exclusive and would take me out in the city and would have me over his apartment all the time, and I even met all his friends in the area. He was very upfront and honest with me, but I walked out of the situationship a few times because I was too anxious about him being a drug dealer. Another thing was that I asked him to get STD tested, which he did not do, which did not add him up to my standard. This ended on January 9th, no, since November 23rd. 
Then the quarantine hit, and he was trying to resurface. I could tell he was doing this just to entertain him. Fast forward to May, June, July. We hung out a few times, went on a walk, went to a fancy dinner, and he came over to my house. I finally grew tired of experiencing all the anxiety of not having him replying to me and found out he was casually seeing another girl, so I ended things. Duh. Then, then in early January, a guy. A, then in early July, a guy messaged me on Instagram from my town, and I thought I would give him a shot. Things were great, but after one and a half months of hanging out, he started to shut me out emotionally, and we weren't seeing each other as often before uh, as before two to three times a week yet he was uh, seeing his guy friends and uh, family every day we had a serious discussion about this and he couldn't reach my standard of seeing me twice a week or letting me in emotionally I learned a lot from these three situationships and I'm grateful they happened since these three situationships I have been continuing to talk to people on dating apps going on dates and asking friends and family for any people they know who are single the last guy I FaceTimed and went on two dates with did not shower uh did not show on our second date or did not shower on our second date and was trying to cuddle with me, which was gross. My oh. question to you, Jared, is how can I find my match and pick better guys to spend my time with that match my standard? I know Ooh. you talk about taste and I have been developing that. I have learned to cut people slack because I'm not perfect and you need to be understanding of people's lives. But I feel like at the end of the day, only you can choose what you are willing to face in relationship. I will match with guys on Hinge. They will message, but I will, uh, but it will continue on very slowly. Or the ones I don't find attractive will continually message me, and I lose interest and don't really want to hang out with them. I have tried to take my number. Let's do drinks sometime after chatting with a guy, but that has been difficult to have anything come up. Uh, come of that that because these guys either stop replying or the ones I don't find attractive ask to hang out. It's kind of hard to date someone you don't want to kiss. Is there a better approach I should be taking to dating? I attach pictures of what I look like. I also attach some of the pictures of the guys that I'm attracted to, but who take a while to respond to my messages on Hinge. I know I'm smart, pretty funny, and I find it uh, and I am finding it hard to find a good match. Please help. Any advice? would be helpful. So so much advice. How do we break this down? So I, I, I'm actually happy we read this one with you yeah. being on the show because I feel like this sounds like a message a matchmaker would get. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. This so is my please, inbox. I, I mean, this sounds like, because some okay. of mine are fun. Some Let's mine are, break it down. This, please break it down because I'm looking at a picture of her and she's gorgeous. Let me just mm-hmm. start by saying that. But again, back to looks. It doesn't matter, but doesn't I'm matter. saying like she should have no issue getting get, getting matches on dating apps. Now she's sending me the guys she thinks are cute on the apps. Yeah, they look like so good what? looking dudes. There's so much more to. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I, I understand, but go ahead. All right, so let me just preface this by a lot of what I do is looking for long-term compatibility, but the product mm-hmm. is judged on initial chemistry. And for whatever reason, sometimes, especially young women, they want the 100% chemistry right away. And that long-term, that long-term compatibility, you want that at 100% and that short-term chemistry, it's okay to be at 70%. Mm -hmm. So whenever someone, especially a woman sending you photos of what a guy looks like to me, that's a red flag. Because like I said before, like physical compatibility, obviously it's really important, but I think with women, they can be a lot more flexible on certain things if other things are being met. Now, in terms of compatibility, there are five ways that I believe you can be compatible to someone. Of course, there's always a miscellaneous, you know, subject, but um, those is financial, 
intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And it seems like this particular person has really focused on the physical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's not, she, you know, in no part in her letter has she ever talked about her values, her three-year plan, her five-year plan. Mm -hmm. Um, She tells us, don't judge um, a person who, let's face it, is a drug dealer. Like this person has chosen a very risky job. And so you, you know, forget the illegality of it. Do you want to date someone who has a risky job? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so, and also like, you know, what the complications that come with that. Um, There's a, there's a, type of personality that's attracted to those kinds of um, positions, those kinds of jobs. And, mm. and as a result, they're going to be a particular kind of boyfriend or partner. It's interesting that she calls them situationships, which is exactly what they are. But yeah. at the same time, I don't think she gives en- herself enough credit. So for instance, when she says, I wanted to get an SCD check and he, and he did it. Well, I assume you still had sex with them then. So if you want a guy mm. to have an SCD check and apps, every single person listening should absolutely have SCD checks before you mm-hmm. engage with anyone you're having sex with especially if you're dating someone, it's not hard. You say to him, hey, I really want to have sex with you. We both have to get an SCD check. How about we do it on Saturday? Afterwards, we go for a for an ice cream cone. That's all mm-hmm. you got to do. And if a guy says no, guess what? He is not interested in your feelings. He's not interested in your well-being. He's not interested in your safety. Yeah. And you're I'm, still going to open and you're still going to have sex with him. Like you're just letting him get away with, how, well, you know, that- you teach people how to treat you and you're letting them get away with something. That's the thing. She's using a lot of the words that I've used on this podcast, but like sometimes those are just words. That's the, like she says, uh, match my standard. When I, I a lot of times mm-hmm. I say they gotta, they gotta uh, live up to your standard. But she's using the words, but not really using the practice. Like what you're saying, it's like get an STD test, and he's like, oh, I haven't, and you have had sex with him, or maybe you're still even talking to that person, like. No, that's still that's you're living below your standard at that point, whether you're saying right. it or not. But th- again, we can all make mistakes and go back and rectify them, which it sounds like she's done. Fine. There's another thing she writes. Um, the last guy I FaceTimed and went on two dates with did not shower on our second date. Why does that try- matter? Well, was trying to cuddle me, which was gross. Why are you cuddling anyone? Why on the are you cuddling? Date? Yeah, exactly. This is this is the thing. Like, why are you cuddling with the guy on the second date that you're not really sure of and not having a great time with, and your smell and they smell bad and they didn't shower? You know, like at that point, how'd you get? It? I, I, I why are you blaming him for this? That's just over. Like, I, I, I again, like it kind of feels like you're backtracking standards. Like, it kind of feels know? like she's dating through loneliness and not dating just to date. Yeah, and it doesn't, none of this sounds fun. None of this, she's 23 and you talked about like, go out, have sex, date a 45-year-old. Like, listen, that just goes under the category of enjoying yourself. None of this sounds enjoyable to me at all. How can I find my match, pick better guys to spend my time with? Like, why aren't you spending time with your friends? Why aren't you, you're 23, where are your friends? And I, I think this goes back to what are guys interested Guys are interested in a woman with a full life. You know, where, oh, I got my friends over here and my friends over there. I don't want to go on a date with someone that's like, well, you kept talking to me on Hinge and you did all the right things and you checked a couple boxes. Like, no, this is a this is a recipe. This is a weird mix that makes you connected to someone. This is it where feels- people mm-hmm. this is where people confuse the verb chasing. So I asked you before, like, what do you, do you yeah. believe in that? And, and what I think what chasing is, is if you want a guy to chase you, have a 
full life and what he is not, he's not chasing you. He's chasing for just an hour in your calendar to spend time with someone who's awesome. Let's work you know? this out. You, you're, you're not free Tuesday. I'm free Wednesday. You're not, oh yeah, you're not free Wednesday. How about Thursday? Like, let's figure it out. That right. is, and oh, I got my friends from, you know, wherever my friends from work that I work with are going to be over. I can't do that night. You know, that's a powerful thing. You know, she also mentioned how she said, I've told my friends if they know any single men, never do this. Anytime yeah. you ask a man, hey, because I did this. I didn't I didn't say that. I said something else. I said this to you last time I talked to you, how I mm. met my husband. I never went to my husband's guy friends and said, set me up with your single friends. No, they were never going to do it. They're going to be like, all of my guy friends are assholes. Um, yeah. Pass. Instead, <laughs> I just said to my guy friends, our mutual guy friends, I said, Hey, next time you go out for drinks with your friends, can you invite me? Well, that well, th- invite me. That that's also being f- having friends that want to hang out with you. Right. And then when you say, do you do you know anyone single? None of that it conveys to me that you're you have any taste at all. <laughs> being single is the number one thing you're asking about. If you said to me, what's the deal with barata? What's the deal with your friend Frank? Or what's the deal with John? Mm-hmm. You know, I would go, oh, and then I would give an answer that's like, oh, they, they're this way. Ah, no, they're not the, you know what I mean? That's how, and it's like this all happens from, and I, I know it seems to her, I would, I would sure this seems like um, anti-productive. It starts from a place of are you enjoying yourself with your friends? That's where most relationships come from. You're enjoying yourself with your friends. You're going out. You're creating weekends. You're having lunches. You're doing dinners. And you're creating real relationships where someone knows you so well that they're like, oh, that when they're hanging out with some guy and their boyfriend's friends, they know you so well that they're like, that you, they almost become a recommendation because you're close with them, that they're close with the other. You know, it becomes. And I know to her, it sounds like she's going the so opposite way that it's it's it, she's almost making it harder on herself and getting defeated by it. No, I mean, I wish you could see her online dating profile. If it's so much focus on 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 photos and here's what I'm looking for. That's tough. Like, that's rough. Yeah, like, it's- I don't and I don't understand the purpose also of, you know, I've met thousands of women i've i've literally interviewed something like eight thousand women (laughs) okay (laughs) i have i can only think of one time yeah one time a woman sending me photos of a man saying this is my type one time just one time sometimes they'll describe like i like i'm more attracted to this guy physically but they'll never send me photos well that's the thing like I, i i'm so mad i'm getting messages from all these guys i'm not attracted to it's like okay I know they're repeating messages to you because and and like at that point, like, are you even answer? I, I, I'm not saying you should answer someone you're not attracted to, but I'm saying like your number one can't complaint can't be like I'm getting all these messages, but they're all just duds. I just forwarded you the the email so you can take a look. But I I I I just I understand where she's coming from. I don't think she's crazy for sending this email. But I think like. the I think the perception needs I think her perspective needs to change, and hearing it from you might help be, be very helpful just to hear like, yeah, this is a very matchmakery email, and it, her perspective just seems off. Okay, first of all, she's very pretty. Yes. Um, 
I love that she included. Okay. So she included the guy's photos um, and it includes their height, where they live and um, what they do for a living. I guess like that's yes. like how, I don't know what app she's using here. Um, they're both men over five foot 10. It seems like she's out of uh, just based on, you know, these guys. Well, I don't want to give away. Sub- I don't want to give, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give away. We'll, we'll bleep these that guys out. live in the suburbs of anyway. Um, she's pretty. Um, I think the kind of guys, like one of them is a doctor. Um, yeah. Well that, this is the thing. Like she's so got a very specific thing in mind and it's like, also if I was in a position where I was a doctor at, in a nice area and uh, this, you know, a 23-year-old's, like, reaching out to me, not, you know, it, it would just come across wrong to me. Like, it wouldn't, um, I, I I think, like, again, none of this is fun. This, and I understand she's upset. She wants to meet a guy. I get it. That will happen. Both you and I believe that. It's just, do you want the right guy or do you want any guy? I think... The, the the advice that I would give to her, since it seems like she does go out and about, is to create a social calendar where you go out two times a week, specifically to meet people. And your job mm-hmm. is to just meet two new people, man or woman, it doesn't matter. There's an opportunity in everyone. But your job is for the next three months, just go out two times a week. You know, block mm-hmm. out your calendar right now, the next three months, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mondays and Fridays, I don't care. Those two nights are meant to go check out a comedian uh, at an open sure. mic or, you know, like open <laughs> air fu- stadium. Have, have fun you know. seeing something, doing something. Exactly. But you're, you're also responsible for meeting at least two new people and you're by yourself. You know, you go, go with a girlfriend, but go with a girlfriend who knows what the plan is. Well, I'm, my, mm-hmm. I'm here to, you know, meet at least two people. I have to talk to two people I didn't know before. And as a result, you start building this social, first of all, social aptitude, but also social life. Yeah, you will yeah. make new friends. You will meet someone this way. I, you know, apps apps are easy, uh, but they're also easy to get very disappointed. Well, that's the thing. There's more. There's more. More. More messages. More. Di- more. More Dating disappointment. That's what she's more, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it feels very fatigue, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think also she's got to figure out where are my real relationships and. Right. I think that goes in like again that's probably going into the reason that she's telling us her standard but not really abiding by it. She you know understanding the your true friends and family and how those relationships works takes time. Like you know my good friends I look at those relationships now and I'm like man those have evolved. I have an understanding of what I want to feel like from the people I hang out with that takes time. And I think she's trying to rush along the process. I want to just give her one online dating tip. Go her main. And so in both photos, she sent you her mouth is closed. Mm-hmm. And in one photo, she's got, she's doing that pose where, you know, you see her butt and she's, she's got her back away. to the camera. Yeah. It is right. very much. Um, check this butt out. Right. Take that photo away. <laughs> Okay. Um, and your main photo should be of you looking into the camera, colorful and smiling. I need to see your teeth. Your second yeah. photo should be a full body shot, but not that shot. That shot is, this is what I look like when you're from behind. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I want and all- you instead, you know, that's cute dress, but maybe be in front of your porch. Like you want a nice doctor from sure. a good university. He, <laughs> that guy is dating the girl with the nice 
you know, nap dress in front of a porch. <laughs> yeah. And also smiling. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Just the idea like, are you fun or are you here to be angry? Contrived. At me? Like, it looks yeah, contrived. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It looks very model-esque and a photographer told you what to do. Right. Matchmaker Maria, thank you so much. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me, Jared. Of course. I think everyone's going to, this is, I'm so, I'm excited about this episode. I think there's so much to get from it and so much, there's, there's juice to this fruit. Um, go follow Matchmaker Maria at Matchmaker Maria. It's agape match. That you're, and it's called Ask a Matchmaker. This is all stuff that will be on my social media. I'll be pushing it out as this episode comes out. Thank you so much. So fantastic. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Keep spreading the word. Go, go, go. JaredFried.com for tickets to shows. We'll be back next episode. Boom.